Hello, my friends, and this is going to be the reading for Friday. Sorry, it's a little late, but uh, might as well just do some catch up. So this reading is going to be for Friday. So let's start with an act of contrition in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. I confess to Almighty God and to you, my brothers and sisters, that I have greatly sinned in my thoughts and in my words and what I have done and what I have failed to do through my fault, through my fault, through my most grievous fault. Therefore, I ask, Blessed Mary, ever-Virgin, and all the angels and saints, and you, my brothers and sisters, to please pray for me and with me to the Lord our God. May Almighty God have mercy on us, forgive us our sins, and bring us to everlasting life. Amen. Kyrie eleison, Kyrie eleison, Kyrie eleison, Christe eleison, Christe eleison, Christe eleison, Kyrie eleison, Kyrie eleison, Kyrie eleison. Lord have mercy, Lord have mercy, Lord have mercy. Christ have mercy, Christ have mercy, Christ have mercy. Lord have mercy, Lord have mercy, Lord have mercy. Name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Set me free from my distress, Lord. See my lowliness and suffering, and take away all my sins. Psalm 25. Set me free from my distress, O Lord. See my lowliness and suffering, and take away all my sins. Grant that your faithful, O Lord, we pray, may be so conformed to the paschal observance, observances that the bodily discipline now solemnly begun may bear fruit in the souls of all. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God forever and ever. Amen. A reading from the book of Ezekiel, chapter 18, verse 21 to 28. Do I derive any pleasure from the death of the wicked and not rejoice when he turns from his evil way that he may live? Okay, that was the outline, a reading from the book of the prophet Ezekiel. Thus says the Lord God, if the wicked man turns away from, from all the sins he committed, if he keeps all my statutes and does what is right and just, he shall surely live. He shall not die. None of the crimes he committed shall be remembered against him. He shall live because of the virtue, virtue he has practiced. Do I indeed derive any pleasure from the death of the wicked, says the Lord God? Do I not rather rejoice when he turns from his evil way that he may live? And if the virtuous man turns from the path of virtue to do evil, the same kind of abominable things that the wicked man does, can he do this and still live? None of his virtuous deeds shall be remembered because he has broken faith and committed sin. Because of this, he shall die. You say the Lord's way is not fair. <clears throat> Hear now, house of Israel, is it my way that is not fair, or, or rather are not your ways unfair? When someone virtuous turns away from virtue to, do, to commit iniquity and dies, it is because of the iniquity he committed that he must die. But if the wicked, turning from the wickedness he has committed, does what is right and just, 
he shall preserve his life, since he has turned away from all the sins that he committed. He shall, he shall surely live. He shall not die. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. <clears throat> I think it's very clear. I mean, when you look at the New Testament, you hear the gospel, you you hear what Christ says. You hear the you hear the the apostles and the disciples what they preach and what they wrote. We know that it's true, and we need, we can see. I think there's a consistency in the message. There's no contradiction. There's no um, that the this this nonsense that the God of the Old Testament was harsh and 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 cruel. No, that's just that is just modern. Um, modern construct. That's just basically people making excuses not to listen. Of course, they got to say something like that. And it's not God of the Old Testament, God of the New Testament. It's the same God who has been calling us back to him from the beginning, who has been sending us prophets and messengers with signs and wonders and, and, and messages of mercy and love from the very beginning. We just decided to go our own way. We, th we, we think we can be the master of our lives. We think we could, we could master this world. We think we can master the body, master the flesh, when the truth is we want to dive into it. We want to dive into sin. We want to s swim in an ocean of sin and pleasure. Ezekiel uh, was a priest. He was, I think, his um, his book, his revelations came during the post-exile period, I believe, partly. And he witnessed so much heresy, so much wickedness. Paganism in the East, in the Middle East, much of the religion was fertility religion. Much of it has a lot to do with sex, Ishtar, Baal. And, you know, since it was a different climate, a different environment, the a fertility religion demands the fruit of fertility, and that was child sacrifice. And so, Ezekiel, in his revelations and his visions, he found that many of the Israelites, many Jews, were practicing these cults. And so, many of these cults are very materialistic, very much attached to the body. And stuff that's attached to the body also is very selfish. Pornography is a very selfish practice. 
it's constantly taking and it's constantly dealing with gratification, with pleasure. And it's an addiction. Pornography itself is all about the flesh. It's all about exploitation of the flesh, exploitation of pleasure, taking and demanding back in return. It's all about that. It's, it's just ridiculous. It's all about that. And, and you can see here, you know, the line where it says, God's ways are harsh or too much or too, too demanding, unfair, unjust. That's, that's the whining cry of, of a selfish person. You know, basically, it's very, you can't even say it's, it's, it's childish. It's just selfish. It's selfish. And it's hypocritical. Much of pornography, much of sexual exploitation is always dealing with money. And it's always corrupting. And it's always... Uh, committing acts of assault, acts of violence, acts of violation. It's never enough for the, for, for, for the sinner, for a person who's greedy about money, it's never enough for the person who wants it, who wants to, um, basically control the land property it's never enough not enough to go around political power not enough to go around sexual abuse not enough, you know it's never enough you need to be satisfied more till you finally destroy the other person that's what it's all about and when it comes to god God wants you to be free from these kind finds, free from addiction to the flesh, free from addiction to political power, free from addiction to alcohol and drugs and food and gluttony, free from all those things. To be free and to live in God is to be free. To believing in God is to be free from this world, to be free from sin. To love like God, to have mercy like God, to be holy like God, to live in God and to be free from all those things. That's what it's all about. Let's move on. Psalm 130. If you, O Lord, mark our iniquities, who can stand? Out of the depth I cry to you, O Lord. Lord, hear my voice. Let your ears be attentive to my voice in supplication. If you, O Lord, mark iniquities, who can stand? If you, O Lord, mark iniquities, who can stand? Out of the death I cry to you, O Lord. Lord, hear my voice. Let your ears be attentive to my voice in supplications. If you, O Lord, mark iniquities, who can stand? 
If you, O Lord, mark iniquities, Lord, who can stand? But with you is forgiveness that you may be revered. If you, O Lord, mark iniquities, who can stand? If you, O Lord, mark iniquities, who can stand? But with you is forgiveness that you may be revered. If you, O Lord, mark iniquities, who can stand? I trust in the Lord. My soul thirsts in his word. My soul waits for the Lord. More than sentinels wait for the, for the dawn. Let Israel wait for the Lord. If you, O Lord, mark iniquities, who can stand? I trust in the Lord. My soul trusts in his word. My soul waits for the Lord. More than sentinels wait for the dawn. Let Israel wait for the Lord. If you, O Lord, mark iniquities, who can stand? For with the Lord is kindness, and with him is plenteous redemption. And he will redeem Israel from all their iniquities. If you, O Lord, would, would mark our guilt, Lord, who would stand? If you, O Lord, would mark our guilt, Lord, who would stand? For with the Lord is kindness, and with him is plenteous redemption. He will redeem Israel from all their iniquities. If you, O Lord, will mark iniquities, who can stand? If you, O Lord, would mark iniquities, who would stand? Okay, this is from Ezekiel 1831. Cast away from you all the crimes you have committed, says the Lord, and make for yourselves a new heart and a new spirit. Okay. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew, chapter 5, verse 20 and 26. Ma Gospel of St. Matthew, chapter 5, verse 20 to 26. Go first and be reconciled with your brother. Jesus said to his disciples, I tell you, unless your righteousness surpasses that of the scribes and Pharisees, you will not enter into the kingdom of heaven. You have heard that it was said to your ancestors, you shall not kill, and whoever kills will be liable to judgment. But I say to you, whoever is angry with his brother will be liable to judgment, and whoever says to his brother, Raka, will be answerable to the Sanhedrin, and whoever says, you fool, will be liable to fiery Gehenna. Therefore, if you bring your gift to the altar and there recall that your brother has anything against you, leave your gift there at the altar. Go first and be reconciled with your brother and then come and offer your gift. Settle with your opponent quickly while on the way to court. Otherwise, your opponent will hand you over to the judge and the judge will hand you over to the guard and you'll be thrown into prison. Amen, I say to you, you will not be released until you have paid the last penny. The gospel of the Lord, praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Amen.
So what is this all about? Well, let's look at it this way. Everything is about imitating Christ. Every step of the way is about following him in his footsteps. We could behave like him or we could behave like the world. Okay. And let me tell you something. How often do you see people really think that they're individuals, but they're not? I mean, look at, look at people. Uh, a lot of people follow the trends of the world. They follow the trends around them. They imitate celebrities. They, they want to be accepted within a, a social circle and they, they talk like everybody else. They dress like everybody else. Uh, they wear the same sneakers, the same fashion. Uh, they, 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 they just imitate everyone around them, but are they really being individuals or are they really conforming? I think you would agree that they're really conforming to the world around them. And that usually winds up uh, conforming your mind, your mindset. But with Christians, with Christianity, with following Christ, it's conforming our mind and our will to him. And in him, we will discover who we truly are. I'm serious. We will discover ourselves. We, we were created in the image and likeness of God. Not as puppets, but we were created for a true relationship. Loving like God means seeing the person as sacred. Forgiving another person is imitating Christ, imitating Christ closely. And I don't think really that's a bad thing. I think it's probably greater. In him, we will find our true peace. In Christ, we will find our true self, who we really are, who we really meant to be. You know, ever since, in a sense that we're young, we, we all want to be loved. We all want to be uh, loved for who we are. But let's really be the person that God wants us to be. Let's not try imitating the world. You know, when I was a kid, uh, <laughs> I loved Spider-Man. And I loved him because the character was independent. The character struggled. There was something about struggling and overcoming odds. And that's, you know, that's not a bad thing. It's a good positive quality. But as you grow up, what happens is you you get introduced to disappointing things. One is, of course, there is no such thing as Spider-Man and I'm not Spider-Man. And what happens is when you, you grow up, you start making friends. Some people disappoint you. Other people break your heart. Uh, family breaks your heart. Um, you watch people around you hurt. 
and brokenhearted, right? It's it's horrible, especially if you come from a home when there's there's no joy, when there's a lot of heartache, a lot of broken hearts, and you begin to to be disappointed in life. You you know you see there's a lot of pain. Well, I didn't have positive role models. No, I didn't have any positive role models. My role models were in fantasy. But there's a problem. It only works well in the comics. It doesn't work well in life, in real life. And that's a problem. And then in time, you know, you, you ask questions, you seek for answers. Sometimes you don't find them. And you try to make friends and you try to find people. I thought I would one day become an illustrator or a comic book artist. And as the years went by, you're desperate to find something to believe in. Hate to tell you this, but superheroes are a very poor substitute. Okay? They're a very poor substitute. And art, art is a wonderful way of expressing yourself. But the problem is, you know, you can know how to paint. You can know how to draw. You can know how to do a lot of creative things. But the problem is you're still missing something. You're still missing something. There's still a big hole inside of you. Art can only go so far to to do that, to fill that hole. Okay, fantasy can't fill the... You need something, a firm foundation of something. Something that can transcend and even transcend your artistic skills, your mind, but also yourself as a person. You deepen down as a person. You need something more. You need something that makes it worth getting up every morning. You need something that can help you climb that difficulty, those obstacles. You need something more, something greater. And the answer is God. The answer is Jesus Christ. Because all the other things are going to fade away. You need Christ. You need Christ to sanctify your faculties. You need Christ to sanctify your soul. You need Christ to sanctify your will, your mind. Drugs are not going to cut it out. Sleeping around is not going to cut it out. Alcohol is not going to cut it out. You know what? Even, well, money, anything. You need something more to make it worth being a human being. And you need to conform yourself to Christ you need him. He's the answer. Well, the point is you gotta lead, you gotta seek, you gotta ask, and you gotta pray for the answer. That's the only way. Okay, so let's say uh, an Our Father and a Hail Mary and a Glory Be, in the name of the Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Our Father who is in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory, now and forever. 
Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee, and blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now at the hour of our death. Amen. Glory be to God the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. God bless.